listener. Hello. Uh, I'm Daniel Colburn. I'm Caleb Porzio. Uh, we are... No. Plans to merge. Two. <laughs> no plans to merge. I um, we were supposed to zigzag on that every time we say it. Well, you zigged and I zagged twice. Okay. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, this is a podcast that is the successor to another podcast, 20% Time. time. 20%.fm. Uh, if you uh, want to go hear some other cool content, go check out that feed and subscribe. We have oodles uh, of content. The past two years, we've attempted to record one a week on our 20% time every Friday. We uh, did not succeed. Um, there is not 100 episodes there. But there's I think a there good are 40. Sh- 40? Okay, yeah, there's a good chunk. And we cover tons and tons of stuff. Laravel, JavaScript, React, view, architecture, everything. Philosophy. Like, philosophy. All absolutely. Kinds of um, yeah, so it's basically like like our entire development as developers for the past two years is is logged in in that podcast. And we're pretty proud of a lot of the stuff that we've done. There's a r- bunch of good fun episodes. Um, there's JavaScript is overrated. There's I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. So microservices. Microservices Make the easy change. There's uh, there's the best episode ever or something like yep. that, which is really good, where we debate conditionals. We have a really good debate. So anyway, so this podcast is coming. Um, is that on the heels? Is that how you say that? I would say it's on the heels. It's on the heels of the other. It's not not on the heels. It's not not. Very true. So we're on the heels of uh, 20% time. We're now no plans to merge. And uh, yeah, we're not going anywhere. I left the company that I worked for that was on twenty that we recorded that on twenty percent time. So, so there. So you now go. we're just doing it on our own. So time. now we're just doing it on our own time, hundred percent time. Uh, yeah, and this just kind of felt like a nice opportunity for a fresh start, and so we are doing a fresh start. Um, right. If you've never heard twenty percent time and you found this some other way, uh, just a quick sort of explanation of what we do here caleb and i are both programmers uh we both uh worked together for the past two years now we work separately um but we are close friends and programmers and we have a lot of the types of discussions and arguments and uh jokes and mocking each other mercilessly that close friends who share a a passion and career might have so most of the time it's uh one of us will bring a topic and the other person will have it either explained to them or be interrogated about it uh we'll usually disagree some sometimes we agree completely uh and uh yeah we have a good time it's It's a good time so uh yeah hang out uh we should have launched two episodes today i think we're gonna launch with two episodes so if you like this episode go ahead and listen to the other episode uh but right now, go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't forget. Boom. Bada bing. Oh, and by the way, uh, the website for this show is noplanstomerge.com. You can go there if you want to see show notes for the show, if you want to find our Twitter accounts, uh, if you want to find the Twitter account for the show, which is No Plans to Merge. And uh, yeah, that's about it. There you go. So yeah. What are we covering today? So Mr. let's just Porzio. jump right in. Let's um, just jump right in. So PHP. PHP. You know, the language. Yeah, no, yep. I know it. Uh, PHP. Uh, Personal is... homepage, I believe it stands for. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so there's some stuff going on around the internet that's been going around for like ever. 
about PHP not being good and even being called garbage um, or even being called the worst language ever or the most garbage language ever by that uh, I have heard by he who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so this is an interesting thing. I thought I thought we should just we should just open it up. Um, I guess the this is coming on the heels of me going freelance and having the opportunity to reconsider uh, my personal tech stack. Like if I want yep. to change languages, now is the time to do it. Um, and I have some time when, right now to. When you say your personal tech stack, it makes it sound like you are a robot, and like <laughs> you you are operated by a tech stack. <laughs> yeah, I mean my tech stacks are very personal to me. Yeah. So. Like they are my person. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Um, so now's the time to do it if there's any time. And so that's one reason it's on my mind. It's also on my mind because I'm working on this project called LiveWire um, that takes some of the Phoenix LiveView techniques and brings them into Laravel, uh, which is a PHP framework, and uh, brings them into Laravel. And there's just lots of challenges that I'm running up against that other languages are better at. And so it's the kind of thing where I'm pursuing uh, solutions and a lot of people are like, oh, use a different language or, uh, oh yeah, that <laughs> sucked for me too. That's why I wrote this in a different language. Like, <laughs> yeah. So even the, the Phoenix live, Chris McCord, the Phoenix guy, he, um, in his talk, he, he basically built live view for Ruby called uh, ruby.sync or something like that. Um, and, and basically he started, started writing it, you know, ran with the concept of like web sockets and backend, uh, like front end being represented in backend and just hit a bunch of walls and started exploring Elixir and then he built Phoenix and then now he's building it in Elixir again. So, um, so anyway, so he pretty much started on this project and that's what pushed him to go into Elixir. And so I'm sort of doing a similar thing in PHP and I am feeling the push, you know, away from PHP in uh, some, some ways I should, I'm, I'm not feeling it in a big way, but that's why it's been on my mind. And I've stumbled on some articles uh, in my WebSocket um divings trying to see yes. like who's come before me with async php oh by the way uh adam wathen <laughs> adam wathen telegram messaged me like right after our last episode and said you've never been more wrong than you are about this websocket stuff <laughs> <laughs> apparently everything i said about like php not being able to natively do websockets was just completely wrong and php nice. can totally natively do websockets awesome yeah Continue. i mean it can technically i don't remember what what your position was on it like what do you, do you remember a specific of something? It wasn't like was an about? ideological position. I just thought that all of the PHP implementations of WebSockets were leaning on Node under the hood. Oh no, totally not. But that's not true. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. I know. I've been told. Yeah, I've no, never no. Been you're more so wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, Ratchet and React PHP, and there's there's tons of projects. AMP. Uh, the list goes on of of asynchronous because asynchronous php is possible react php is the popular one and um and then yeah i I do get confused between which ones offer web sockets and which ones offer just async some of them do both so anyway um so i was digging pretty deep in all this stuff and i still am trying to evaluate the best web socket backend for live live wire and uh came across this project that i thought was really cool and uh started digging into the um the maintainer of the project and looking at his blog because it, it's like it hasn't really been updated in a while and there's a blog post called why i'm leaving php for typescript or something like that sure and he's like a very good php developer who's 
developed forever and right. he basically spells out why he thinks you know he he and everyone why typescript's the next business and why everyone should move to typescript or you know so there's there's lots of stuff like that uh jeff atwood code horror guy he he has an article or three on php uh you know kind of poo-pooing on php um so there's definitely some some people out there saying that there's other people out there who are redeeming php Mm-hmm. Um, like Fabian Potencier, uh, he's the creator Fab of Pod. Symphony. Fab Pod, yeah. Uh, he created Symphony, which Laravel is, Laravel is built on, and uh, he just did. You get a chance to check out his AMA? Yep. You did. Yep, yep. Nice. Loved it. Yeah. So this like just dropped. That's funny that that you looked at it. This was like I don't know a couple hours ago, right? I got Twitter, bro. Yeah, you're on Twitter too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Um. Yeah. So I read through the AMA as you did. And there's a lot of people asking Fabian, like, hey, what do you think about all the people that say PHP sucks? Hey, are you learning a new language? Are you leaving PHP? Um, and he just has, you know, he has really good answers to those questions. Yeah, he's a pro. He's a pro. And I think to sum up his answer, how, how would you sum up his answers to the doesn't PHP suck question? Um, I don't actually know if I saw that particular answer. How would you sum it up? Oh, okay. Um, I I would say... Like his answer is basically like, okay, well, what do you mean by it sucks? It's actually really great. And by it's like, do do you think there's a future? He he just reminds you of all the statistics, like how, what percentage of the web is built on PHP and that, you know, like there's plenty of issues with it. Like there are other languages, but there's plenty of really good things about PHP and its evolution, you know, over the years is pretty amazing. And it's still evolving in PHP sevens, like a million times faster, um, so to be clear, though, right, um, those are the common arguments for why PHP doesn't suck. Yep. Right? Yeah. Which are, A, there is a lot of PHP. Sure. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go through it. <laughs> B, PHP sucks less now than it used to suck. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Uh, C, because there is a lot of PHP, there are a lot of people who know PHP. So right. if you want to write code that it's easy to find someone who will be able to like learn how to do it. Okay. Yep. You yep. should write PHP because there's just a bunch of people who know PHP. I see where you're going with this. Let me let me shoot you a couple arguments that aren't so No, 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 no. but I just want to address I just want to finish this thought real quick. Yeah, yeah. None of none of those address the question does PHP suck, right? Okay. What they do address is the question of like can I like is using PHP like a business-ending mistake, ah. right? Yeah. And the answer to that is no. Your yep. business will not end because you choose to use PHP, right? Definitely. Facebook was written in PHP. Tumblr was written in PHP. Slack is written in PHP. Very successful businesses are written in PHP. Uh, Amazon, a lot of Amazon's written in PHP. So the fact that a particular company uses PHP it doesn't suck bad enough to tank your business is is the easy answer, yeah. right? Now, the question is, subjectively, as someone who has to build it, yeah. does it suck, right? Does the experience of using PHP suck? Yep. And that is the question we want to address. That so is hit me with the, the things that you are about to address on that topic. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, I, I definitely have my own share of php rage and i think i tweeted maybe a month or so ago that maybe my biggest issue with php is um oh i probably shouldn't preface that with that (laughs) one of my issues is 
the lack of um, primitive objects or object primitives or whatever. Yep. So in JavaScript, when you have an array, JavaScript's no walk in the park itself. Like, oh no, I never like if you have a node list and you try to access like something that's available on array. So you have to array dot from a node list. Like that stuff's right. so annoying. There's so a bunch it, of annoying JavaScript's stuff. not great either. But um, but yeah. So with with PHP, if you if you have an array, uh, you can't do uh, in PHP it's an arrow, not a dot. So you can't do um, array arrow map. You have to use the array map function or pull in uh, some other tool like Laravel collections to wrap the array and then give you the ability to chain transformations on that. Um, like strings, you can't you can't um, modify strings by chaining off them because there's no string object. You know, right. they're just they're primitives. They're actual primitives. It's just a string and you can pass it into stuff, but you can't chain anything off of it. It doesn't have any functionality on its own. Correct. So per my like my coding style preference where I try to like keep the You love fluency, you love chickens. I love the fluency. I don't love temporary variables. I don't love naming them. I don't love the lines they take up. I don't love uh yeah, you know, I just like the declarative like here's the thing and then here's here's me mutating the thing and again and again and again, you know. Yep. Yeah. So that's probably uh the big one that comes to mind. Yeah. You got one? Uh, yeah, I have several. Um, one, so yeah, those root level functions with bad names. Yeah, is, right. Yeah, that's definitely my number two. Is just bad, <laughs> yeah, right? It is so, so bad. A, not only are these things, like, for example, array map. I was just right? going to say, yeah. Let's talk about array map. First of all, one of the things I love in so sometimes in JavaScript you have to do the same thing, right? Like uh, I do like object assign is a great example, right? Yeah. Like a lot of times you'll have to object assign something. Yeah. Where right. You you run a method on like the base object class. Yep. Right. Or in not a class technically, <laughs> but um, and the base object object. Um, but. It's nice because everything is namespaced, and so you do object.assign, and you're like, oh, this makes total sense. This is an assign method that's part of, like, the object subsystem of this language, right? Yep. And it makes total sense. In PHP, no such luck, right? Every one of those methods is at the root level. They all have the same level of hierarchy and namespaciness and stuff. So... Array get is not array arrow get or array colon colon get. Right. It's array under. Actually, I think it's just. Is it just? No, it's there actually is no array, array get. Underscore. It's that's a layer of a helper. <laughs> oh right. Okay, but array map. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or array filter. Yeah. Both of those are just like root level functions. Yeah. Which could just be like a function you declared earlier in your code for all we know. Sure. Right. Yep. Um. So that's something that I really don't like. And a lot of the, they do a lot of like str for string or arr for array. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not a big old fan of. Yeah. Um, there's also like these methods, like half of the array methods take the array as the first argument and half of them take it as the second argument. Yep. Like, that's what I thought you were going to say, where array map is array map you pass in the callback and then the array. Where array filter, it's array and then callback. Which yeah. is Heinous. buck wild ludicrous. <laughs> like, 
How? How is that not something that every I wonder, single... It, with array map, I recently used this. The first parameter is the callback. The second parameter is the array to, to loop over. You can pass on extra parameters, tag them onto uh-huh. the end, and they get passed in. They'll be looped like in parallel, you know? So like, Whoa. so you could array map, pass in the callback, then pass in an array of names, let's say, then comma, pass in an array of addresses. And then in your callback, that's you could accept so a name and an address. Wild. Yeah, so I wonder if that's why they did that, so that you could just keep chaining on. But then the the question's like, well, I didn't do that for filter. Yeah, and also, why didn't you just put the callback first, right? Like For filters, you're saying? Because it is map. first for map. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. yeah, I got confused. Yeah. But, yeah, so anyway, there are some places where the API of PHP is just not chill yep um (laughs) totally the the whole method of installing php extensions is just yeah that's it's real i that's just one of those things i just when i have to do it it's one of it's like um i don't know there's probably a bunch of things like this it's like when i have to dig into webpack or when i have to dig (laughs) into bash or when i have to i don't know when you have to do stuff that basically you just pull up google or when i'm messing with nginx like any of those things like I, I don't know what to do. I just roll up my sleeves and I Google a bunch of stuff and try a bunch of stuff. And, and inevitably like break my development environment. Break everything. Hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Homebrew makes it pretty nice, but actually homebrew, they, you can't do like brew install, um, at PHP, uh, or whatever, like PHP um, at seven, three or whatever. Right. PHP. You can do that. PHP at seven, three, but what, like, how do you install? Like what, what's a common extension? Um, uh, here's a common extension that totally broke my development environment recently. Okay. Uh, I upgraded to PHP 7.3 and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just install PHP 7.3 xDebug like I did with oh, PHP right. 7.1 yes, xDebug. This is where you would run up against it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, but that's broken. not right. Cause like now they took, they took the PHP extensions out of the homebrew repository. And Which is kind of them. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was oh, sweet man. of them. I forget. It's not fresh in my mind, but. Like I think this is something that everybody is that everybody's okay with because now now when you install PHP you have to home you have to like brew install PHP and add like with pair or something so that you have so you can access Peckle right um, so you can like Which, Peckle install your extensions and it's supposed uh-huh. to be good but every so time let's I try like to do real it real quick uh, compare the package management world of PHP to any other language. Uh, composer's pretty good. Yeah, but what what about pair and peckle? Yeah, those suck. Why are there? Why is there composer pair? Well, and pair peckle? sucks. I don't know, but well, pair's pretty much out. Like pair's, um, pair's not like an actual dependency manager. It's like a library manager. I don't know, but right, exactly. But why are there? Why is there a library? Why manager, peckle? Dep- I don't understand. That's annoying. Totally. It's it's like, it's amazing to me, and this is how I feel about um, about like python has the same thing right they have easy install and they have pip okay um where it's like why why am i doing both of these things right like half the packages want you to use easy install to install a a python library the other half want you to use pip and it seems completely ludicrous totally with php Um, though like like we just have to say here that composer is amazing everybody uses composer yes i can get anything i want off packagist it's Except just for beautiful. Like it, I love it more than NPM. Like it's great. 
Right, but you can't get xDebug off of packages. Right, because anything that has to dig its fingers into your PHP internals, you have to... You right, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Is like, that's not true with JavaScript, right? In the JavaScript world, like... Is it not you, true? I don't understand that ecosystem enough to know. But, like, if you want to, like, install something that messes with Node itself... I'm pretty sure you can do that through NPM, but I could be wrong i can't think of an exact example though i guess right maybe it's just that the that it uh most things are designed to layer on top of node in a little bit more of a decoupled way yeah than they are in php and with php like the only time i ever have to install an extension is like xdebug or mcrypt those are pretty much the only two right like i don't it's not this is something i do like once a year uh there's there's some that i've run into recently i forget what they are but yeah uh like we were setting up like a staging server for a client and it turned out that they used something or other okay right sometimes you have you have like a server that has more than one type of php app on it like there's a wordpress site also hosted on there that yeah right has a plugin that leans on this one extension and so you need to pull that into your docker environment you know that yeah it gets all crazy if they're if there, if PHP had a better way of managing extensions, like that would be a huge upgrade. Huge think of, win. think of all the things like if, if you could, I mean, this might not be a good thing, but if you could install extensions as readily as you can install something composer and just as easily, mm-hmm. then you, you know, people could write stuff that does all sorts of things that like make PHP itself better, you know? Right. And I think there are ways around this, right? Like uh, a lot of people do that by using docker on a project basis um so that basically their project has a docker file that is their development environment mm-hmm. including php right. version and extensions and all this other Th- and stuff. that would be way easier yeah it would be way easier but at this point you've now introduced a virtual machine <laughs> to solve what could have been a pretty basic problem yeah you know and I'm, I know there are other reasons to use Docker. I'm not pretending there aren't. But uh, if the only reason you were using Docker was to uh, make extension management easier on a project-by-project basis, then that is, uh, that's more of an indication of the complexity of installing extensions than it is uh, like a, a boon for Docker, right. I think. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, so... So what else about develop like working in PHP grinds your gears? Um like the day-to-day code writing. I have gotten a little bit spoiled by the enormous uh agnosticism of uh testing frameworks in JavaScript. Right? Okay. Like you have the difference between sort of like test runners and then oh, various sure. assertion libraries yeah, and all of this stuff. Like the fact that that's so easy to just kind of wire up the system you want and then go with it yeah. is really cool, right? Really? Because, oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Oh, really? That's funny. I love that like I test stuff in PHP. I use PHP unit. Done. I think that's a huge barrier to entry for testing in JavaScript. Which really? I think Jest addresses this problem by being an all-in-one solution, but yeah, right. Like, but but Jest, Jest is just sensible defaults, 
Yeah, right. Right. But, like, but you just, can start just a as project, the runner using... and the assertion library together. Right, but it can just be the runner down the road. Sure. Or you can pull in new assertions from a different assertion library yeah. down the road. Or you could keep the just assertions but swap to Mocha down the road if you needed a Mocha s- feature. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I've never felt the need for that, and I love not having to like figure out if it's going to be like like in JavaScript. Are we using Mocha syntax or are we using what's the other syntax? I don't know. Like, is it expects to be, mm-hmm. or is it? Uh, I don't even know. There's so many. Yeah. So with There's PHP, it's like yeah. this assert true. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of, I mean, we do end up basically doing the same thing. Uh, we just do it in a weirder, different way by um, by hacking the... Test uh, case? Test case. Yeah. Right? Which is, to me, a little bit of a weirder way of approaching it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely not something that grinds my girdle. Okay. That, cool. I feel yeah. a little bit... Uh, let me put it this way i feel a little bit trapped by php unit uh and i feel Mm. a little bit like at the whim of the way that project decides to go yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and i like the idea in javascript just does feel a little bit more free Hmm. yeah i'll give you that Uh, in what way just in the in the sense that like like in the writing the tests or um no or in in, like choosing what runner you want and yeah and just like build the world you want yeah you know like if you want a certain world like it is yours to create versus php feels a little bit like you know yeah there are a bunch of like there's php spec and there's all these other things but like php units the good one that's the one you use Mm -hmm. you know that's that's what you use um and it feels a lot of times in php like there's a good package for something and then that's the one that people use right yeah i think it's also maybe it's just less competition in it's the open also source. that we're in the laravel bubble yeah, i wonder maybe. how much like like there's a lot of uh codeception use but codeception's just he, like a huge umbrella and behat right, right. a lot of people use that like bdd um so i don't know but yeah P, in general you're right like php units the go-to which i think is great i love that um yeah, uh, the whole create your own world like is like well, every time I run into a JavaScript project, I, I don't know, I can't like get my bearings as easily as in a PHP project because, like, chances are there's a PHP unit.xml file. They have a test directory. They're pretty straightforward tests. They're in there. You know, right, and know. so that's, I mean, if you think about it that way, like, whenever I'm creating like a React app or something, right? Yep. I'm using Create React app to do it. So yep. I'm spinning up basically a react js application with the same package.json with the same test command yep. with the yeah. same you know yeah so it's very much like a fresh laravel install where True. i totally. there's conventions for where everything is yep i just feel like like there have been times where like i wanted to use uh like a browser based function of mocha yep um that just doesn't have and i was like oh well I can just swap it out. Yeah. Cool. And I didn't have to rewrite any of my tests. I just now have this other thing. Nice. You know? Yep. Yes, that is cool. Um, yeah, all right. Like, uh, here, 
after I saw that tweet, or actually before, uh, he who should not be named said that to me, and and I was, uh, you know, in general, I agreed. Like, yeah, PHP. Oh, it's so annoying. I wish we were using a language that you know did the things we wanted to do. Um, and usually, I run across this stuff when we're like Laravel developers have their own like desire for PHP, right? That's pretty different from the rest of the ecosystem. Correct. And there is a little bit of a like Laravel, Laravel Cool Kids Club that want Laravel to be Ruby, um, and yep. and Elixir and other like more functional, um, mm-hmm. simple or not simple terse. I don't know what's the word, but um, slick, slick. Yeah. So there is that factor, and uh, why was I saying that? Because right, the Cool Kids Club. So. So as I had this rattling around in my head, that that's usually when I come to that, like, yeah, oh, PHP, it sucks so bad. It's so not, it's not what we want. It's so hard to do these things that I would love to do. We should just switch to a new language. But some of the, like, most fun, I, I think the question for me is, like, am I having fun in it? And the answer is definitely yes. And I'm having a ton of fun. And Yeah, and that's the thing is the reason I won't. Well, a I like like my job, and my job right. is and you uh, need money to and... write PHP. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I need money, and I'm a PHP developer, and that's what's on my so... resume. And that's the job I have. But B, I do have a blast in the community, and I love Laravel. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. So, would I? Could I? Would I with a fox if uh, Taylor would rewrite Laravel to be? you know node you know like if, yeah. if taylor rewrote laravel a node like would i go be like a a lara node developer maybe you know yeah i i like javascript you know yeah but um this the set of concerns that are important to the laravel community like really gel with what i like um and it's small enough that an idea can get picked up and implemented and spread around the community fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, unlike, like in React, like I just discovered one of the most brilliant patterns I've ever seen in programming in React. And it was an article written in like 2016 that had, you know, 20,000 claps on Medium or whatever, you know? Yeah. But I had never seen it because the React community is just enormous and there's so much content about React, yep. right? That like you don't, like it It doesn't feel like tight enough and like focused enough. And, you know, a big, big, big up to like Eric Barnes and Laravel News and stuff for putting such a focus on like, like those guys stay on top of stuff. Yep. And when something happens, even if it's just like a good tweet thread, it gets a write-up. Yeah. So I feel like I don't miss anything. And, uh, you know, and Frake does the same thing, right? If if something pops off, like, it's archived. He's on it, yeah. You know? And uh, so I think, I think the fact that there are some sort of historians of the discourse of the Laravel community is really strong. Yeah. Definitely. So anyway, yeah. long story short, like Laravel and its community and its ethos keep me writing PHP. Even though I wish Laravel was written in something else some days, it's not. And I would rather have Laravel in the community than 
you know, not. No doubt. Yep. I mean, that's that's the big answer. Same here. That's, yeah, Laravel, no doubt. Like, even if I switched languages, I would, you know, I'd be dealing with their frameworks and libraries and whatnot. And PH, or, uh, Laravel is definitely by far the most, it, it's the most me. Yeah, it speaks to that me being and said, what I believe in. And... That being said, we don't know that uh, the Phoenix community isn't just as awesome. We're That's just not true. in it, so we don't get to be part of that. That's very true. Um, the th- one of the things that we can say is that the Laravel, like th- something that um, that I haven't seen, that maybe you have or a listener has, but I haven't personally seen an ecosystem that's more um, well branded and and has as many like uh, top down sanctioned like uh, uh, tools for for the agreed everyday developer. That's something that Laravel does very well. And um, do you remember when a new Laravel app would spin up like a Thich Nhat Hanh quote? Yeah. You can still artisan inspire. I know, but it wasn't, it's not on the page, right? (laughs) It used to be on the page and that was a beautiful moment in time. Yeah. Uh, It's true. Because that's when I got Laravel, right? Like that's when I was first starting to work with Laravel and I've read a bunch of Thich Nhat Hanh for various reasons, but I like I felt instantly connected with this thing because it was like, oh, like someone out there and I had never seen a picture of Taylor, but I knew he had a shaved head and he lived in a very clean room. <laughs> and at the you time know? he had a receding hairline and lived and worked in a basement that was but I, yeah, the but the the platonic ideal of Taylor Otwell that he has become was already evident in that Technoton quote. Right. Inside um, he inside yeah. he had already shaved his there head. There was a shaved head leaning against a Lambo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I just knew, right? I was like, oh, like whoever is like running this is very thoughtful and very insightful and uh has a soul. Has a soul and is the type of programmer that I wish I was in my wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is like a real craftsperson who really cares and like in that sort of Buddhist way takes care of each moment of the programming process. Yes. You know? And I was like, that is what I aspire to. And this project, just by its install page, has demonstrated to me that it values the same things that I value. Yep. You know? And I've never seen another open source project that gave me even the slightest like shiver that is like what Laravel gave me the first time I like installed it, you know? <laughs> totally. Totally. I mean, I'm 100% with you. It was love at first sight, felt the good same way. Good branding. <laughs> yeah, good branding. Hell yeah. Um yeah, I mean that that monologue there was was really good by the way. Thanks. Just want you to know that. that Thank was really you. Really good. I really enjoyed hearing that. Well, that's why I put it on our uh, on our first episode of our new podcast. Nice. You've been saving that. Since, I don't know since that I had, but of... but I felt the 
I felt the imperative, you know, to really just throw it out there for the first episode. Really hook the listener. Make right. sure that they uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Mm. You, you know the the Buddhist practice. Um, I don't of know liking, commenting, and subscribing. <laughs> yeah, right. The Buddhist practice where uh, I I don't. This is not an area of anything I know about. But cool. Like, well, I know like Buddhist, some about it. Okay. These Buddhist monks, they like climb. They're they're like hermits, and they live in like mountains, and then they collect like dust or something or rocks that they crush up into dust a certain type of like the, like rock or something in the himalayas mm-hmm. and then they go to this this like temple and they color this dust mm-hmm. and they spend like a week straight uh like making these this incredibly elaborate like mandala. picture thing you know what i'm talking about yep you know what it's called uh uh-huh. it's called a mandala oh nice you know about um, this? I do. It's super cool, uh, and it's it's an exercise in uh, getting rid of attachment. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Because at the end of this week, they, they just, don't like spray it with clear coat. They wipe it, <laughs> right? Yeah, like they spend all away. week delicately yeah. and carefully creating this thing. Is it a week or is it, is it just like any amount of time? It's like some ins- absurd amount of hours. I don't know, but like, yeah, they they do something very, very well for a very long time. For a very long time, like way past the point where like any normal person's like, yeah, all right, I'm done. You know, like, yeah, yeah, and and then they wipe it. Uh huh. Exactly right. So and I guess yeah, the the spirit of that. Hmm. Is this the same no, spirit? But he, I think it is. And here's, here's how I think it's the same spirit. Yeah. I think the mandala of Laravel is the uh three three line code comments where each comment is three characters less than the line before it. Like that to me is um maybe it's permanent, so maybe it's not in the same spirit, but it's the spirit of like You know what I think it is? What? I think it's the method that just has one line in it with two slashes. Like, method that has one line in it with two slashes like in service provider boot methods or whatever it's oh just like slash, slash. right yeah two double slash yes it's like hey come do something here i love the two slashes and i do it all the time for myself because it's an indication i think taylor has talked about this or matt has talked about this actually you know what i think it was in matt's 2016 laracon talk wow he <laughs> talked about um the double slashes mean put your code here yeah right like it's an indication that like this one's for you guy yeah totally. you know like this isn't this isn't like some taylor otwell sacred code that you're not allowed to touch like this spot right here go buck wild do yep. you man you know <laughs> and uh yeah i i always feel invited to go I was buck just wild say, when i see invitation. those double slashes like yeah. it's such a quiet calm invitation absolutely Yep, oh, Th- that beautiful. double slash does something for me as well. Every time I see it. Yep, no doubt. Whew. Huh. Whew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know what is an interesting feeling? Speaking of the mandala, What's um, that? you know when you start a new project, and like, you're still in the phase where nothing works, right? Yep. Like, 
it's still like you have a like a vision of like how it's all gonna work yeah but like you're still very much like gathering rocks and coloring rocks yep you know and nothing is organized like you don't have a directory structure yet yeah this isn't this isn't like a laravel project right now this is actually just like a some raw javascript i'm writing okay right and it's like okay i'm creating like new javascript files and i'm importing them but there's no directory structure and like Right now, I just have one big directory that has all my yep. code and tests and node modules, and it's just like this big thing. That gives me anxiety, hmm. even though I know that it's all going to get wiped, right? Okay. Like, eventually, like most of this code I'm running is just experiments that are going to get removed in favor of like the actual written code okay. when it arrives. Are you um, saying like this, like any project would have this, like, or you're saying that this particular project is actually a throw? This project? particular project is actually like that. Okay. Gotcha. Go on. And n- I think the reason it gives me anxiety is that like, it's lazy. Um, and it feels like I'm not taking care in the craftsmanship because I know it's all going to get deleted anyway. Okay. And I think that speaks to, you know, because, you know, ideally Mm. in a good code base, like things get refactored, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a huge temptation to say, and just this is all going to get refactored, whatever, whatever. Yep. Right. But I think the, I think the mandala like approach to that is a little bit more like, well, take a little bit of care because you never know. Like the client might run out of money and you never get yeah. to refactor this. Or yeah. priorities might change and this thing just falls off the table. And if you take care now, you'll never leave bad code in the app. Right. And so even though you may think something's temporary or you may think something is, you know, ephemeral. Right. Uh you have very little control over which code becomes permanent and which code stays ephemeral. Yeah. Right. And so like take care of every function, you know, because you never know which ones are going to be like the foundation of the app in two years when you have to come back and <laughs> work on it again. Sure. Um, which there's this source posts app uh, that we keep talking about on 20% time, or we have talked about many times. And like, there's, it's funny in there because I was like, I was just learning a new way of doing things at that point. Um, and there's so many places in there where I'm like, man, I wish I had taken some care with this thing I thought I was going to refactor. Yeah. Because, like, down the road, it's really ugly, you know? Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there. I think to bring it back to the Laravel spirit, I think that is something... There's something about the Laravel spirit that's, like... That's... That, like, code beauty is a metric. Like, there's there's readability there's maintainability there's performance and then with laravel there's this extra one called code beauty you know like yeah. does this does this does it, this the, spark joy i was just gonna say the marie kondo <laughs> programming style does this spark joy does this spark joy and sometimes if it sparks joy and it's less readable it's okay dude there should be all right you know how uh you know nitpick ci yeah it should be called condo, right? It's just like 
Why? It's the code. It's the code style CI thing that's like, mm, that's kind of gross, you know. And it's just like I don't think this sparks joy. <laughs> really, I I thought nitpick was just maybe I'm th- oh nitpick's Adam CI thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's, a style. It's the CI like code style one, right? I've never used nitpick. Does it? Neither have, have I. I just know about it. Styles that are like really opinionated. I think there are defaults. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I think the idea was like that you pass it like a lint file or something. Right. Oh, so I have inherited a project that you worked on for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and first of all, your ESLint config is buck wild. And I don't know why you made the choices you made. But <laughs> I, I just want to say that, like, that project, there's a lot of opinions in that project. Like, oh, boy. Like, are there a lot I of really opinions in that project? I really hope you abide. Sarah called me to task for trying to go against one of your opinions and she was like well the style of this project is that is like, so great Ooh, sarah i mean i got like there's calling PS- me on the carpet for going against the style of the project there's phpcs files there's eslint files oh yeah what else there's stuff like every stuff, stage dude. has its own it like, is opinionated yeah which is really nice for me because like i don't know because <laughs> it well, i guess because it was my kingdom so it's mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> it was your kingdom, yeah. I uh, I am trying to... So you have quick tangent into actual real code for a second. Okay. Um, so you made these fixtures databases, the SQLite yeah, yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, so one of those needs to be versioned now. Yeah, yeah. That... So there was one that was already versioned. Yeah. Uh, and now there's another one that needs to be versioned. Yep. Uh, and trying to figure out like an abstract for like having a fixture that is versioned is now what I'm doing. Oh, like a word for versioned fixture? Uh, not just that, but like, what does the directory structure look like? What are the, like, what do the lookups look like? What do the config variables need to look like? I mean, this one's a tough one to talk about because like who, who, what percent of our listeners know what we mean when we say versioned fixture SQLite database? Like, yeah, no, it, 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 it's some buckwild stuff, man. You you really you really went. For that it. is the next level that version fixture stuff and has some crazy potential. But honestly, if I were in like a meeting yeah. with you all, I would say like, not nah, don't do it. Like, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't add another one. But it has to happen. Yeah, like there's, can, there's no way around it. Can basically, it's like the question. The first question is. Can we, instead of using a database table as the source for an eloquent model, can we uh-huh. use an array? What about the array driver? And that leads you to SQLite fixtures. And yep. then the question of, can these be immutable and can you rely on past fixtures and not have to migrate data upwards when you change fixtures? And there's yeah. your version fixtures. Uh-huh. And then so we went, we had a we had a 20% time episode at we one did. point about... Um, like, could you build a blockchain? Oh yeah, Git <laughs> right. To like make sure no one messed with your uh, SQLite database. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, I'm have we got to talk about Liveware soon. We should do another episode about yeah. Liveware. Let's do that. There's so many interesting problems. I think you would get a kick out of, and your brain would would go nuts over. I think. All right. Well, let's wrap up PHP. Yeah. So. So. Oh, the, the other thing I wanted to say. Uh-huh. We do love Laravel, and that's a reason to stick with Boy, PHP. Boy, do we. But as I had this, um, that statement float, like, you know when somebody says something and you're like, oh, that that somehow, like, uh, if I 
if I went with that, that would somehow change me. So like you just kind of hold it in your head. Like if something criticizes you or criticizes the world or there's some other lens, I, I, yes. I'm imagining you do this. I just hold it in my head and then it's there so that when I get collect new information, I like throw it against that. And then uh-huh. I see like, how does that stack up with that? Oh yeah. No. How does that, you know? And so right. that, that was the, the statement that sort of like was in my head rattling around. And then I'm taking a walk down animal kingdom lane. What um, statement? Oh, the, the, sorry. The statement, the, the like PHP is garbage. Why are you not running yep. for your life? Go to right. Elixir or something else. Like, well, you can, you know, um, and and one of the things the obvious like we talked about laravel like huge thing but php itself like some of the stuff that that happens in laravel like uh like a higher order tap like first higher order method chaining for one uh tap um well uh, tap is also in ruby right um yeah that that's fine i'm not saying this this is right that case in point so stuff from other languages that we find cool and we want to do but it's hard it's pulled to pulled into the framework. Well, that too. But what I'm saying is like you like it's a constraint. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a huge believer, you, you know, like creativity, hand somebody a blank canvas and tell them to be creative or give them one dial to move and tell them to be creative. You know, give them three dials to move instead of infinite dials like PHP. You, you could call this is like the most salvaging a bad argument ever. But but like you could say PHP sucks it's really limiting and annoying to deal with or you could say what a great constraint that i live with every day that i can exercise creativity on you know like how can i achieve this with this limited set of things like if it just offered that functionality out of the box i wouldn't appreciate it i might not even use it i don't know but no it's true and there's there's even things about php that literally are bad and yet change the way that I interact with like a computer as a device. Whoa. Right? And so this is like this is a thing I've been okay. thinking about Give it recently. To me. Uh so you know like my like DHJKL keyboard yes. thing. Uh to fill in the listener, you hold D on your left hand. So there's with keyboards with no numpad, or if you want to save your wrists, not numpad, um arrow keys. Arrow keys. You can install Carabiner, a Mac app that like hijacks your keyboard and set up a macro or whatever so that you hold down the d key and then you can use vim arrows on your right hand hjkl um to go up down left and right yep and then your your hands never need to leave the home right i i do the same thing too we're both on the d vim arrow thing go ahead so i had this idea today which i am working on figuring out how to write in carabiner um oh man for you know what the stupidest thing about PHP is? What? How many times in a day I have to press two buttons that are not close to each other to type oh, a single I, I have. Arrow. I did the same thing. I have the same thing. So I, here's what I've decided. Yeah. I'm going to hold down A and okay. press left angle bracket to make a single arrow. Okay. I'm going to hold down A and press right angle bracket to make a double arrow. Wait a second. That's all. What's a double arrow? You know, like an equal sign arrow. Oh, like a hash rocket? Is that what you call it? I think uh, that's what I call it. Like a fat arrow. Skinny arrow, yeah, fat, fat arrow. arrow. Yep. So like left will be skinny arrow, right will be fat arrow. Ah, gotcha. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so if I just hold A and hit that, it's now going to be a fat arrow. 
And that way my hand doesn't need to move from the left side and I don't need to press two keys. Well, actually before I had to press three keys because I had to press shift and then press equal arrow. Right. right? I should do the, so now, the hash arrow. I, I need to write um, something on my keyboard to know what I do. Yeah, I didn't know what it was offhand. I have like, it's programmed into my keyboard. It's not with carabiner. It's yep. ridiculous that I use both, but I do. Um, and so I hold like second layer on my keyboard, mm-hmm. my like second layer toggle. So I hold that and then I... And then it triggers a macro. Yeah. Well, I hold that and then I hit some key. I don't... I, I, my keys aren't labeled either. So right, I don't, right. Okay. It's the G <laughs> key. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's the forward arrow. Yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, that's just like an example of like, yeah, you can be the pessimist who says like, oh, PHP is so broken, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, fair enough. You know, dots are easier than arrows for sure. Dots are easier than arrows, but it's honestly, I've come to love the arrow. Me too. Of kinda. my beef, you know like, what I, you know what the I arrow's like not one. The double colon for static method calls is yep. objectively beautiful. And yep. there's nothing you can tell me otherwise. What's a static method call syntax in JavaScript? Uh, there aren't static methods in JavaScript. Right. I felt like an idiot saying that, but I swear, like, yesterday I, I saw something about static, maybe just static something. You Well, like, there's, like, you can call the primitive. Right? Okay. What do you like mean? you can call the prototype. I mean. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yes. So like object dot. Sure, right. You could add something to the prototype, which would sort of be, yeah, totally, right. So prototype, like messing with the prototype is. But like the equivalent there's of no like stuff. You you don't have to have a nude up object to call yeah. a method. You can just call that method right off of the prototype. Yep. Right. Totally. So that also means there's no private methods. Yep. Uh, there's no private. I think there are now in ES. Oh no, there are private methods. There's not private attributes. That's the thing. I was yeah, right, thinking. right. So all of that, it's it's kind of weird trying to do object-oriented programming in JavaScript is a mind bender. That's like like we have our own language level splits, like uh, um, to type hint or to not type hint. Uh, mm-hmm. But then in JavaScript there's you know it seems at least from the outside that there's similarly like a split like prototypal or new class syntax prototype mm-hmm. syntax or class syntax which is interesting because like it's all the same thing under the hood right <laughs> yeah cool yeah so that's that constra- oh can i tell you a quick like php constraint as beauty thing please do so it's it's about the chain helper so okay. did you, you did you see the chain helper i did okay so for the listener, um, I wrote a helper last week. It's called chain. And Very nice. I needed to chain methods off of an object. And chaining is when like you have an object, you call a method on it, and some a lot of objects in Laravel support this. It's called fluency, where that method returns the object again, so you can keep chaining methods on it and not have to like go to new line and right. So a lot of objects like from other libraries and stuff don't support that fluency, that chaining. So I wanted to still chain. I didn't want to put it in a temporary variable. So I made a little helper function that accepts an object and then allows you to chain methods off of it. Um, so, right. So th- this was a fun one. Like, Ooh, how am I going to do this? Cause there's, you know, it, it's not, I have a limited toolkit, you know, like I don't have like, l- let's say you're writing Elixir. Elixir has macros. I don't know a ton about them, 
but they allow you to mess with yeah the... i've done a little more research since we last talked okay so you can mess I don't with know the abstra- a lot about them you can either. mess with the abstract uh syntax tree and you can actually like create your own syntax for elixir which is nutso um you can't do that Fuck in php wild. so like you have to use the tools that are given to you unless you want to write your own php extension and force everybody to install it <laughs> so um so there, there were some interesting like things but but i think the most interesting is as like how do I, so I wanted to, I wanted the option to pass the result of one method into, as a parameter into the next method. So sure. you could hypothetically pass a string into this or a string class and then run transformations that are like, um, you know, uppercase, lowercase, stuff like that, and pass the result from one into the, as an argument into the next one. Um, yep. So what I came up with was this, like, what my, my knee jerk reaction was, uh like uh, a a parameter to one of the methods is a string with curly brace carry and curly brace and so if you use that syntax that's like magic syntax and the chain helper knows to sub out the result of the previous method into that method right yep tracking okay yep um so like so my first thought was like okay how am i going to do this and then i came up with the string thing with the curly braces cuz that's kind of a convention for like when things need to be represented as placeholders and strings in some soft way. Right. So like mm-hmm. that, that seemed like it kind of abides by general Laravel convention. Mm-hmm. Um, carry seemed to be a good name because it's, it's a carry from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was another thing is like, oh, how do I name this? But that's just not a language constraint specifically. Um, so there's that. And then, uh, right. So, but I still didn't love it. I'm like, there's gotta be a way that I could somehow represent this carry and not have to see it in yellow in my syntax highlighting. <laughs> like that's pretty much what I wanted to get away from was, well, those two, the two quotes and then the yellow highlighting. Cause it looks like any other string. Um, right. So other, other like packages that sort of do this, they use uh, a constant. And I saw that in one person's package, they used like some constant. I think it was called like, I don't know, the package name underscore carry. Right. So yep. I could force people to do that. I think that would be lame because I wouldn't do that. You know, like you have to remember sure. this super long constant, like that sucks. Right. 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 So, um, you have to remember that super long constant and that sucks. So I'm like, well, so I open up the PHP docs and I do this from time to time. Like when I'm really at a loss, I'm like, I'm just going to just start reading through random obscure PHP stuff and see if I land on something. See if there's just a pattern waiting for me to discover. Yeah, or some weird thing that allows you that 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 you can use. I don't know. Like I feel I I do this. Like I go to the docs to just kind of collect obscure knowledge. Yep. In like dark corners of PHP uh-huh. that I can hopefully use <laughs> when I need that unholy knowledge. <laughs> I'm gonna take a small tangent and say that well, I ran across this when we were trying to do like view props, like uh. Uh-huh encode like json encode view props so mm-hmm. when you're passing in view props in blade there's this problem of like true and false like if you pass in true it turns into the string one right mm-hmm. and not um not the string true so i was pairing with adam on this and he he was writing out this whole like if if else thing and so he's like i don't know this is just the way we got to do it if true explicitly equals true then return the string true if false express right so yep whatever right then he comes back like silence. Then the next day he comes back and he goes, he's so mad at the situation. And he comes back mm-hmm. and he's like, dude, JSON encode. If you JSON encode true, 
it'll turn into the string true. If you JSON encode the number one, it'll turn into the string of the number one, you know? Uh-huh. So that was one of those moments where I was like, whoa, you have just a ton of random knowledge about this language, or maybe you went to the docs and just started digging and you found the one thing. So I'm going off here, but I hope this displays my no, point. No, no, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Okay. So circling back to the carry thing. Um, so I found this thing. I was looking at like anything I don't recognize. That's like my cue. Like, oh, dig more here. Um, have you, are you familiar with the, you've probably seen it, the error suppression operator in PHP? No. <laughs> what is that? It's an at symbol. Okay. You ever seen the what at symbol in front of something in PHP? It's I not must a common have, I don't thing. Know. Tell me about it. So you can throw an at symbol on the beginning of any function call or variable name or anything. And uh-huh. if it encounters an error, it'll suppress it. So it's super dangerous and bad practice Wow. <laughs> it's like a val. Like the worst line in all of PHP is at symbol a val. <laughs> like run anything you want and we won't yell at you. Um, uh-huh. So at symbol, right? So that's something I never use, but it's available. And so I was messing with it and I look, I found in my, in Tinker when I at symbol a word and then I hit enter, it spits out the string of that word. So if I do at carry with no quotes, its output will be the string carry. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I, th- I was like, holy crap. Like n- everyone will hate me if I make this like the generally accepted way to use this chain method. <laughs> but this is, this pleases me. You know, I'm like, I could do this. Incorrect. Could- <laughs> right. <laughs> I love his voice. Uh, he's such a nerd with that voice oh such a nerd um yeah so is that not crazy like that was one of those moments okay no, so i love that to fi- i love that type to of finish stuff. the story uh-huh um so th- this is the kind of thing that i thought was super cool but i didn't just des- i decided not to put it out anywhere i'm not gonna like pursue it i love it mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna pursue it um then i'm talking to taylor about chain he's pretty into chain and he's like so a day later he comes back after like using chain he comes back and he's like, check this out. And he's like, I-, I like this, but what about this? And then he just uses the word carry as a constant, all lowercase. And mm-hmm. he's like, just to find the constant in the function. And it's perfect. Like it was the perfect marriage of everything. You know, it's like, it's not a string. Mm-hmm. It's not gross. It's not an ad. It's not like its own syntax. So it's not incredible, but it's not a really long all caps constant like you don't have to make your constants all caps you can just use the word carry done Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i thought that was a stroke of genius i was like that is sick that is that's definitely the best solution no doubt there you go so the moral of the story is that constraints can be fun and i have a ton of fun in php with stuff like that so i love php sue me agreed uh State of North Carolina versus Caleb Porzio when docket number 44745 loves PHP. How do you plead? Guilty. Very good. Bang that Very gavel. good. So yeah, the moral of the story is PHP is not that bad. It's also not that good. But it's also not that good, but a lot of other languages aren't that good it, either. So. If you, well, this is the thing. Everything's not that good, and everything's also very good. Yep. The thing that determines the beauty of something is how hard you work to love it wow outro